0: Open air with Cormac and seeing it was where I grew up pretty much. I said, Yeah, sure. And uh, I was thinking over what I would would testify about, different things, and uh, wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about. But um, it's pretty much going to sum up my whole summer. I went back to work in Alberta. I uh, met up with a lot of old people that I worked with. And people that I started off working with in Alberta and people that only know me for a little bit. And um, I remember we were starting to talk and they all called me Preacher. That's my nickname. Not many people even know my real name. So it goes from there. And, uh, I came home after our first turnaround. I went to prayer. And we had prayer for a young gentleman. He uh, became pretty good friends with me. And he's uh, he's addicted to cocaine heavily heavily thick. and i would start sharing with him who start talking and i would tell him about uh, how there's no record to wrong when true love comes into a life and he wanted to know more and we start talking about uh, being born again it's uh, it's something that pentecostals heavily rely on it's something that There's no other feeling, there's nothing greater. It's the most supernatural miracle that anything could ever happen. And uh, I was talking to him about that. And he was saying, now, how can that be possible? He said, you can only be hatched once. And I said, I remember having this conversation. I told him, you can be born of flesh. You come into this world, born into sin. But that supernatural moment when you ask Jesus, the true living God, to live inside of you, life changes entirely. And he couldn't understand it. I said, Blair, I said, take it this way. My daughter was just born. I remember when my wife went into labor, we went into, into the delivery room, and we watched as she was, the head was starting to come closer. And she came out, and she was still living off the oxygen that was supplied by the blood cord. And until the doctor snipped that blood cord, until that very moment, she was being supplied by her mother everything that she needed. But as soon as that blood flow was stopped, as soon as that was cut, the oxygen started coming from lungs that was that was born for that reason, that was placed into her body for that reason. And he says, "I don't understand." I said, "Blair, we'll I put it this way." I said you were put into this world and you're bound. You're being bound by what you're addicted to. You're being bound by what's all around you. You say that we don't have no freedom, but yet I look at you and you're so bound by the things of this world. It's scary. He said, "Jeremy, you said, yeah, that's true." He said, "I can't get up in the morning without a cigarette. I can't go to bed without a cigarette. I can't go my days off without spending about four or five thousand in cocaine." He says, "I can't go anywhere without getting a hooker for a minute." He said, my life is totally useless. And he said, yet I come and I see you come to work and you're happy, you're smiling, you see that there's a greater purpose, and yet you pour into my life, what am I? And I said, listen, I'm nothing. I'm nothing, I come to you and I try to be a friend, but I know a man who hung out a cross for you. I know a man that done everything possible for you, that you could have life and life more abundantly. And I remember going home from that turnaround, coming home, and I remember just questioning God, I remember just wondering what He wanted me to do at the time, uh, my company was asking me to stay as a foreman, they didn't want me to go back to school, they would give me a hefty raise to stay here around and do what they wanted me to do, I remember coming home and Pastor Rod named out all the pastors that were visiting that Sunday, I'll never forget the words that he said, that this is the greatest pleasure, this is the greatest gift to do, is to be a pastor. He might not have thought much about it what he said, but knowing what I'm going at the rest of my life, is struck me. And it's so true that you can give up whatever you can, or you can do whatever you want, but if you're not in the will of God, you're nothing. You're useless. But when you build a house that God wants you to build it, or if He puts you in plans and purpose for you to do something and you're not doing it, it's still, it's nothing. But yet if God's hand is on your life and He wants you to do something in particular, and you have the, the, the guts, or you have the will and determination to do what God wants you to do, you can do anything. I don't know who this is for. Well looking to a church that was hunger after God, that they fall on their knees before the king and they call out upon his name. He does not ever fail us. He knows where every one of us are to. And I look at people's lives here that I've seen changed. I've seen before and I've seen after. And it's absolutely beautiful. That born again part from when Jesus comes into a life is something that is so drastic. And if there's anybody here that doesn't know what that feeling is like, or doesn't know what they're going to do, or if they're bound by anything, when that, that cord that is being that held back by the world is caught and you breathe the breath of life for the first time and you'll never turn back, it's something that will always stay with you. And I just pray that as we grow, because it's never an ending search. in a situation, we're always growing. When we give our life to Christ, we never plateau. There's never a point where we don't go any higher or any deeper. But we have to continue growing deeper in God so he can talk to us more and more and hear what he wants us to do. Because if we become too complacent or too cold or too comfortable in what God wants us to do and sit in this pew every day, every Sunday, it's alright and fine and dandy, but... When God calls on to you to do something more and greater, don't be afraid to go deeper. Don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Because God wants to bless you. He wants to give you knowledge and wisdom to go deeper and deeper and to go into people's lives and do more and more. I just want to thank God for everything. I want to pray that God blesses you in everything you do. And I pray that you have the wisdom and understanding that God's to do what God is calling you to do.
1: They yeah. want mm-hmm. I just feel that there's something else you want me to sing, And I don't know who it's for. Because it's new to me, I just learned it last night. And it's called Still. And it simply says, hide me now under your wings, cover me within your mighty hand. And the chorus says, when the oceans rise and the thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. So no matter what you're going through, God will lift you up. He has big hands, big arms, and he's waiting to hold you up.
2: And uh, I guess we have them on the overhead. Here we are Matthew. You got your Bible, so you can turn with you. Matthew, Matthew 16. And beginning to read in verse 13. And you'll notice that there's. This is a time in Jesus's ministry when he's about to reveal something that nobody has ever, not even an angel, knew anything about. And so he starts with a conversation on the question, and he looks at Peter, and he said, Peter, what are you hearing out there? Who do men say that I am? That I am the Son of Man. Peter said, well, I've heard that you're Elijah come back from the dead, one of the prophets, and so on. But then he said, Peter, what about you? Now, you've been with me three years. Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus then said, Peter, now, now you didn't get this by natural reason. You understood this by the Spirit. My Father revealed that to you. And he said, Peter, I'm going to reveal something to you. About that truth that you just expressed that I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against her. And I'm going to give to her the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever that church, my church, my people, whatever they bound on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever they loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Now what a revelation that was. Now Peter had no clue what this church is. I'm sure that he carried that thought with him right up to the cross and to the resurrection The church. Well, we want to go to another portion of scripture in Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, we'll find the next person to tackle the subject. And uh, this, is, this is Paul, and he's been in the wilderness for a number of years. and He's received the gospel by revelation. God spoke to him and made plain to him why Jesus had to come and what Calvary was all about, what the resurrection was all about, how it, how it was to be applied to our lives. And uh, he said in Ephesians chapter, uh, not Ephesians, I'm sorry, uh, let's see, let me get the right verse here. Is Ephesians 3, and uh, it begins in verse 4, and I think perhaps we have those upon the overhead to do, okay, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 4, yeah, you have to put it up there, and Air- Air Paul is writing the book of Ephesians, and it's the most powerful portion of scripture anywhere, he-, he talks about being in Christ all of the time, talked about being raised up to sit together in heavenly of Christ. He talked in Ephesians 1 of the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. That we would understand what is the hope of our calling, what is the glory of the riches of, 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 of the Father in the church. His inheritance in the church and the exceeding greatness of His power to us were to believe. And now in chapter 3, He goes on and He says, now I've written this epistle by which when you read you may understand my knowledge and the mystery of Christ. That's Ephesians 3 verse, verse 4. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and the prophets. that the Gentiles, now that's you, that's me, should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. Now do you know that the Gospel is the power of God unto the salvation to everyone that believes? Yeah. Yeah. That Gospel works. It works if you'll believe. It works for healing. It works for salvation. It works for the infilling of the Spirit if you believe. For He gives the Spirit to them that believes. And it goes on to say, uh, through the Gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given to me by the effective working of his power to me who less than the least of all the saints this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of this mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God even from Abraham who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places, that the powers of darkness might know that there's now a power on the earth in the church that can bind her. And that can set her prisoners free. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore, I do not lose heart and my tribulations for you for he said this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and then verse 14 says 15 from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man in your spirit that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all of the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now I'm reading something powerful here folks. I'm just not reading a little Sunday school lesson. I'm reading about the core of the church that we, you and I belong. Is a powerful entity, the church. Now he said unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all that we ask your things to call He's going to build a church so durable, one that's kept with such awesome power, cleansed with such powerful blood, that not, not even hell can match its strength. And they scratched their heads and said, what are you talking about? You're not even... To which of the angels did he say that that thy throne, O God, is forever and forever. That it's forever. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Moses had an encounter with Jesus in the burning bush. The second uh, member of the Trinity. And he heard the voice. And he received instructions to go down to Egypt and deliver the people of God. And Moses. Like anybody would want to ask some questions answered. I mean, if you're going to be hired or sent on a mission, you want to know what's all about and what you know what the workings of all of these things are, and uh, you want to know who he was. If I go, I, I want to be able to tell Pharaoh who it is to send me. And uh, he said, "Listen," he said, "Before Abraham was, I am, and I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac." to chew on him when he said I'm the God of Abraham because as the God of Abraham he's the God that keeps his word friend he had had Abraham he he, he was 100 years of age and Sarah was 90 before he finally fulfilled his word word, and gave her a child gave him a son can you imagine that's the record of the ages that is praise God if God makes a promise to keep all of his promises. And you know what the Bible says? That all the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen. I don't have to try to figure it out, Lord. Do I qualify for this? Am I good enough? It's got nothing to do with your goodness. It's got all to do with his goodness. Praise God. All you have to do is receive. The Bible talks about grace being the gift, the gift of righteousness. to believe it and live by it and just enjoy
3: it.
2: Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. And finally, he says to, he says to Moses, he said, I am that I am. You're just going to tell the children of Israel, I am that I am ascension. Jesus, when he came on the scene 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to answer the question a little bit more fully. Who is God? What's He like? And the question, Who am I? Who are you? Or what are you? And He began, as He did His ministry, He began to use simple terms to explain. One of the ones that He did was one of of the churches in Revelation 2 and 3. When He said, I am the, I am the Alpha. I am the beginning, but John had already said that, John said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made, in him was life and that life was a life of men that likes every man, that gives life to every man. Damn. Yeah. God. And then another time he's walking along and he said, I am the light of the world. Light. Well, everybody understands what light is. If I don't have light, well, I don't know if I can get myself around very good. Hard to maneuver if you don't have light. We get all kinds of light. And Jesus said, I am the light. Now there's two kinds of light. Physical light. You see that all around this building. And then the spiritual light spiritual light. I can't imagine, friend, what this world would be like without Jesus coming and giving us the message of the Father, and bringing spiritual light to our hearts and to our lives. This world is dark enough with, without it. This This world without it is, is, would be in complete darkness, but He's brought some light. There's pockets of light everywhere. Amen. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. You know 1. Doesn't produce anything and it has no value and no use, just to be given up and burned.
3: And that's what any nation,
2: any people, any community that do not have the life source of Jesus in, in their lives. You can see the nations that have forgotten God; they have lost their way and they have no purpose to live. He is the reason for everything. My brothers and my sisters, you cannot. Exist without God you may try it. You may try it, but you need to be tapped into Jesus He's the source of life him. and he's what makes this human life this this human body and this person of body Soul and spirit function properly and normally the way it should be Then he said I'm a shepherd the Shepherd not only really cares about the sheep, but he knows their needs. He's acquainted with what they need And he responds to them And sheep without shepherds are helpless creatures. So he said, I'm the shepherd. And I know what you need. I know how to get it for you. I know where to lead you. I know how to guide you. Praise God. I'm glad that he knows all about us. He knows all of our struggles. He knows exactly what spot to touch in our lives. He knows exactly how to minister to us. Praise God. And then Jesus said, I am the door. Well, that's easy to figure out the door. So Jesus, you're the door. You're the door. He, he's saying, I'm not just somebody that's open the door so you can know a little bit more about God. I'm not just going to open the door for you to give you a little further uh, inspiration or more knowledge. He said, I'm the only door. There's no other. There's no other means that you'll ever find that could down from heaven to give my life to bring life to the world. Uh, I'm the bread. Well,
3: that's a common word.
2: We know when we're hungry, you good to have a good slice of bread with some molasses on it. When you're hungry, I guess we've all done that. Probably I don't know the young generation, but most of us have been guilty of that once in a while. We know what bread is, and it's not very often. Most of this world tonight, while our cupboards are full, their cupboards are empty. We're watching it on TV. Multitudes of their dying for a lack of food, lack of water. Can't get any moisture. And yet you can have, you can be like us. You can have your stomachs full with food and still be hungry. and still have an intense hunger in there that you try to satisfy of you folks that's in this building tonight we got saved recently, you know what I'm talking about. There's been a craving. There's been a desire. Something that you created by your own lifestyle for things that you didn't need and things that were destroying you. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. But he said, he's got to live by the Word. Thank God for bread. He's only making a compassion First, listen. You've got to get your life in line, and you've got to feed him on the bread which is Jesus. You do that through the Word. Amen. Praise God. I am the bread. And then another time, he said, "I am the way." And he's saying, "I came to rescue the lost." He basically said, that I hadn't come, yet would been forever lost." Anybody here ever been lost? We got a couple of people who went astray once in a while. This is it's a it's a Strange feeling. It's a a, I don't know how to describe it to be lost, not knowing which way to turn. And Jesus said we were lost. We were alienated from God. We didn't know how to get to to Him. And we had all kinds of voices that Satan had raised up to try to deceive us. But Jesus said, I am the way. Jesus came to tell us that He's the guide that we need and He is our life. And if we follow him, we'll never be in darkness, but you and I will we'll find our way home to the city of gold. He's the way. Let me so I am the truth. I'm so glad for the Bible. How about you? Yeah. Oh, we got people out there who don't know the truth. is. They can't figure the truth out. There's, there's people out there who Romans says, they look out into the heavens and the heavens declare the glory of God. That the heavens show the handiwork of God. The heavens out there shows his creative ability, his ability to design things. They're evidence of his God and his eternal power. Yeah. And then they'll turn around and say, there's no God. There's no God. They, they, this thing just happened. And they'll try to tell us and teach our kids that we came from, I don't know what, in the end of creation because it's always changing. But I'd like for true friends. Yeah. They're, they're give from God the truth. And it's Jesus. And then he said, I am the resurrection. You know, resurrection is special power that God gives to restore life from death. To give life something which it never had before. And for us right now, you and I have resurrection power inside of us and gave us something we never had because we were made spiritually alive. There's something inside of us, friends, that's different. Hallelujah. It's resurrection power. The Bible says in the same spirit that that raised Jesus from the dead, and he dwells in... Into his
3: working power,
2: which he wrought in Christ, his mighty power, when he raised him from the dead. That same power working in me, bringing the life of Jesus in this mortal body, making Jesus alive inside of me. There's no wonder that the, when I wake up in the morning, I get shouting the things of God. Amen. death left. Oh, yeah. apart from here from him, there's no existence that's got any meaning god is the god of the living yeah. you know what he said because i live yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. because i live talking about. He wasn't bragging. Praise God, he was well equipped. He said I came down from heaven, from my father's house to do my father's will. And this is what his will is. He made it so plain. He said all oh, that would see the sun and believe on him would be saved. If you and I believe in our heart that Jesus is the Christ and that God raised Him from the dead we shall be saved for with the heart man believes on the righteousness and with the mouth the confession is made on the salvation oh praise God you know tonight do you know that Jesus is the Christ the son of the living God you know
1: that praise God praise God
2: oh thank you Lord praise God and then Jesus, after he told them about how he came down from the Father to do the Father's works and to do, bring the Father's teaching, he said, everything I've told you, just, I the Father shared with me before I came. All of my teaching and all of my miracles and the works that I've done is not me, it's the Father. He told me what to do and he guides me. I'm not on my own. My Father sent me. And he said, here's what I'm going to do now and this is the Father's will too. He said, I'm going to die for the world. And then I'm going to rise from the dead. And then I'm going to send to my Father. And I'm going to send my Holy Spirit upon those who follow me. And I will protect them. He said, I'm going to build in spite of the powers of darkness, in spite of all the devil did to cause to bring about his crucifixion, but God allowed it, in spite of opposition, in spite of apostasy, in spite of unbelief, in spite of sin and war, in spite of drugs, in spite of recession, in spite of persecution, in spite of communism. because while they're putting some pastors on trial and put them in prison and making a, a show of them that the, this last few years last couple of years there have been several million people has turned to the lord in iran hearing the gospel preached over the airways
3: the muslim countries are being shaken in
2: indonesia there's been millions of them saved in countries He's a missionary on the fields. And he goes to various parts of Africa. And he comes to North Point where my son is ministering there as a youth pastor. And he once or twice a year he comes to report. And of course to get his funding rescheduled again. And he shared with us where the Coles was there. At a conference about a year and a half ago. And he shared about how Muslim and some of the Muslim countries in Africa. Whole villages are turning into the Lord just like that. The tricks that they played on them and how God turns it around. They, they had, it was a young missionary girl that was in one of the communities uh, trying to spread the gospel, and, and the ten Islamic leaders got together and says, "Okay, you're not doing that in our land." And it says, "We don't believe in your God." And uh, he said, "We'll give you a test. If your God is real, He let him prove himself." So they went and got the most deeply possessed man, the most crazy man they could find in their in their village, and they brought him up and put him in the center of town, and this young lady. Trip, or she's over there on full time, and uh, they asked her to pray, and she and laid hands on her, just prayed over them. I'm not sure what it was, and God delivered uh, this 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 person in this village of demon possession. The end of that story was those ten leaders turned. And take care of the Christians who going to destroy Christianity, God sits in the heavens and he laughs at these idols, Pray, don't you get your stomach aches over there, praise God, I will know my church, I'm not going to get sidetracked, I'm going to have a, a church in spite of the gloomy predictions of moral decay, in spite of dead churches and persecution, in spite of the threat of nuclear war. Devils are high water. He said, I'm going to build my church. No, I never said come devils or high warrior. I said that, but I'm telling you, he's going to build his church. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. You get They're going to see your life change, and you're going to reach people we'll never. Going down, Frank. She's going up. How Oh, Jesus said, "I'm going to give unto you the keys of the kingdom," and here they are. Praise God! He's letting us know He's going to give us keys to the kingdom. He's letting us know that the entire population of the planet Earth are prisoners, friend The prisoners. Prisoners of sin. My word, you're going to preach about my death and a cross. You're going to preach about my burial, and you're going to preach. He'll bring a questioning into your mind about something. He'll torment you. He'll to try to bring things into your mind from the past. You know his voice. to spread. Immediately say, devil, you get out of here. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says if you resist to me, please. Oh, thank you, Lord.
1: Amen.
2: Hallelujah. Oh, I like the way this gospel works. Amen. Sometimes you know go the calls when you're preaching and you think, man, that's a hard service, right? An altar have a half dozen people come to get saved. They can't wait to get up there. And when you when the devil, the more he kicks, the, the more he kicks, you, you, you know that something is on, there's got something going on in there. Yeah. Something's happening down there. So Peter, Peter gets a, a chance to prove the gospel. Goes out to Cornelius's house. And he watches how it works. He just preached to him Jesus. and confirmed that they were safe and they were... worship the presence of God is already there we don't know to say come Holy Spirit come he's there we want the Spirit to manifest himself to manifest the gifts the operations of the Spirit the healing the salvation to manifest in people's lives his blessing his power his might oh thank you Lord how many down there tonight that you're alive and well oh we got a lot of people we're gonna have a funeral service let's try it again how many down there you're alive and well spiritually come on Oh, have I been too long, with the cunts? <laughs> Sister Gifford, have I been too long?
3: <laughs> finish it off.
2: <laughs> She's not in your head.
3: <laughs> oh, oh.
2: Friends, I'm, let me tell you something. In this gospel, the people that you're up showing you, with, you never know what's taking on the inside. The emptiness
3: brokenness. Praise you Lord.
2: There two years ago in, in Florida <clears throat> and I was asked to speak at the church and afterwards it came as we do a week of meetings there. in The church that we attended and so my brother, I don't know if they ever been into to a church like this, he made sure that he was at the service in his life. Came into the service and old oh, what a, and nap pouring in the spirit. His wife had a job to leave the church with tears in her eyes. So I've never felt anything like that in my life. I've never felt city like
3: that.
2: Something just, just got a hold of me inside. You know, friends, the hymn writer said these words. You sit down in the human heart, crushed by the tender. Feelings lie buried.
1: That sin, grace can restore. Grace can restore.
2: Touched by a living hand, awakened by kindness, cords that are broken,
3: will vibrate
2: once more. Praise God.
3: Well, I was hoping to get to the part of
2: the message of what God builds into the church, the composition of the church, but I better not. You you were scheduled to go to an outdoor service for an hour, and I've been almost an hour. We just stand with you just standing before. Praise, Praise God. God. Folks, would you just, you just lift those hands over your head?
3: Praise God. Would you thank Praise the Lord that you're Jesus. in the church? Thank you, Lord.